At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Healthcare Americana. I am your host, Christopher Habig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. This is a podcast for the 99% of people who get care in America. We talk to innovative clinicians, policymakers, patients, caregivers, executives, and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. We take you behind the scenes with people across America that are putting patients first and restoring trust in American healthcare. This episode, we want to talk about the education and really where we go from here. Again, the pandemic is always going to be near and dear to our hearts for the foreseeable future. We're still seeing a lot of economic consequences for policy decisions that were made two years ago as things get flushed out. So this episode, we're going to focus on the Medicare beneficiaries that, in my mind, were the most vulnerable population from a COVID standpoint and how COVID vaccines and boosters play into their daily lives in the present and in the foreseeable future. Please welcome Dr. Carl Cameron, MVP Healthcare's Chief Medical Officer. Dr. Cameron, thanks for joining us here on Healthcare Americana and joining us for a very educational and very interesting topic. Thanks for having me. Now, we like to do a lot of stuff that kind of exposes uh, healthcare, crazy things that people do and how the business of it. We also like to focus a lot on not necessarily PSAs, but, you know, getting some information out there that maybe people can use, maybe they won't. It's up to them, you know, treat everybody as adults. So give us a little bit about really why you're sitting here on the other side of the microphone here on the show today. Yeah, well, um, MVP Healthcare is a health services organization in the Northeast. We have about 700,000 customers and we have a tradition, a history of always putting the customer first. But over the last several years, we've tried to look at what the unmet, unmet needs of the customer are and really focus on that and providing solutions for them to help them. So when we look at what MVP is trying to accomplish, we go back to our core values. And we really want to ensure that we're being the difference for our customers that we're always being curious because the status quo and the challenges with healthcare, the current state is never enough. And then understanding that in order for us to be successful for the customer, we have to work as a team and we have to be humble because our really our purpose at MVP Healthcare is doing everything we can to help the individual, uh, the customer, improve their health and well-being through thinking curiously through innovation. So that deals with you know the challenges of COVID and the COVID boosters, as well as everything that affects their health and well-being. So let's talk about the COVID boosters. Um, obviously, politics got involved uh, very early on with 
COVID when we didn't know what it was or refused to <laughs> acknowledge what it was. And now the vaccine rollouts, there's, again, it's a, it's a political football every single time going back and forth. Give us your take on what the current environment is of the COVID vaccines, COVID boosters, and what we should be looking for just as a general population. I mean, I think if you put yourself in the seat of the patient, the customer, uh, it has been a confusing couple of years. It is, it is a challenge. And that's not because anyone, I think, has any particular motivations to trick people or to give them bad care. It's just we've been learning over the last two years, and the, the science has not been perfect. What we do know over that time is that those that get the vaccinations have better outcomes. They just overall do. And there's enough science out there that I think we can be pretty confident in that. That doesn't mean for a particular individual, they don't have difficult decisions that they have to make on whether they get the vaccine or not get the vaccine. We want to be there to support our customers, give them the information that they can use in order to make the right decision for themselves. But overall, I think that's the one thing that's pretty clear over the last couple of years, that those that have had the vaccine have less risk of getting serious complications from COVID. And it doesn't seem like we're out of the woods yet. I think with this particular you know, virus and the changes that it undergoes, we don't know what's going to happen in, in several months. So thinking about COVID and what we can rely on, for the most part, I think you would look to the CDC, look to their guidelines and, and follow those um, again. The CDC is not perfect, and they may give a recommendation that is open for debate and open for individual consideration. But in general, right now, it's I think it's the best information we have. It was interesting to see just kind of the trust withering. And, and again, it's all kind of headlines and, and, and political footballs back and forth. But, you know, the thing that, that I don't see anybody anybody arguing about is that there was a certain segment of the population that was more susceptible to getting sicker, even even dying from the virus. And that was the elderly population, really where you're focusing and, and where we talked about really the Medicare beneficiaries. And I do want to say that, you know, being in being in the Northeast and, and especially with actively within New York, I mean, a state that was hit very, very hard by the virus for, again, a lot of reasons. And, and, and a lot of those were political uh, uh, reasons and other ones were we didn't know what's going on and that kind of thing. So give me a little bit of insight, you know, from what you guys saw up there two years ago and then why this big push into, all right, Medicare beneficiaries, this is actually a life-saving vaccine. This is really the information. This is the actual, again, science is always evolving. So I appreciate you saying that. But this is where we are right now. And so we're going to give you all the information to, to, to make the best choice possible for you guys. Yeah, with where we are now, it, it's sometimes hard to remember when we were starting COVID a couple of years ago and we're in the midst of, of that crisis where some doctor's offices were shut down um, and they had to quickly move to virtual care. 
there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear. I know in my own family and friends in different nursing homes, there were people that passed, and that was not uncommon, people that you know you cared about, you loved. So there was a, a, a lot of fear. And, and I think you're correct that things have seemed to settle down. We're, we're not in that situation right now. It doesn't feel like we are. So I think that's evolved, but people still, there is a chance that we could have problems, further problems in the future. So MVP really wants to be there in order to support the customers, give them the information that they need when it is challenging and make sure that they have all the information they need to make the correct decisions. One thing that we have done in uh, Vermont, in one of our partnerships with the University of Vermont Health Network, is we have created a position called Care Guide. And what the Care Guides are intended to do is really be there for the customer to help them navigate care to make sure that their transitions to the health plan are smooth and they have a great experience. And they're one of the pieces in the puzzle that can be there just for the customer and in helping them understand the information and helping them make the best decision for themselves. Now, that is curious. And we long heard this concept of a care navigator, and it really kind of came around when the ACA was passed. And inherently, I'm thinking, you know, if I have to go talk to somebody in order to buy an insurance product that even my broker can't explain, what are we doing? Why, why is this person even necessary, Doc? So as I think about it and the challenges that we've had over my entire career, there is this challenge of trust and, and who customers and who patients can trust. I think if you would say you have a patient or customer, and they need help with their health care. Who are they going to go to? <laughs> who, who, who are they going to trust to get the answers? And, and I think, you know, you may say the doctor, you may say a family friend or someone that they have is knowledgeable. I think you'd have to go pretty far down on the list to think, hey, you know, I'm going to call my health plan because my health plan, they care about me. And they're going to help me. And so I know the concept of health navigators has been around for a little while. It's not new. But I, I don't think it's as much the, the what is the how. So, you know, we surveyed a large portion of the population, Medicare, the seniors. And we wanted to understand from their perspective, putting our biases aside, what were their unmet needs? What did they feel were the biggest problems? And one thing that they were concerned about is when they switch health plans, that there's going to be dis some disruption in their care. And they also had some gaps in the understanding of the benefits of the plan. So it's not just that our care navigators want to welcome someone to the health plan. But what we were thinking is, what if when we contacted all our, our new customers, we were calling for the sole purpose 
of understanding what their needs were and if there was any potential disruption, really working with them to, to make sure that them switching over to the plan was smooth. And also, if they had any questions about their benefits, help them with that. With the idea that I think with some health plans, some organizations, the thought is that the health plan is trying to keep you from your benefits. They're trying to deny care. That's their purpose because they want to be financially successful and make money. But what if we change the dynamic and try to build trust and actually contact people and set the stage so they could use their benefits to the most even before the the start of the plan. So that's what we did up in Vermont. We contacted all our new customers and the tremendous thing that I saw was not just that the initial interaction was positive and we got some good feedback on that, but we were successful taking some steps along that road of trust so that when we followed up with them, when we, when we wanted to help them with our care management programs or other programs, they picked up the phone when they knew it was MVP more frequently than they did without the care guide that we had. And they were more open to MVP trying to help them. And so I think with that experience, it, it really, in my mind, was one of the things we can do to change this dynamic for a patient in this complicated healthcare system that feels like they're in the middle of everything and they just want it to be simple. They want to get the healthcare that they need that, yes, MVP is advocating for me. They do care about me. And if I have a problem, I know I can call MVP. And being realistic, of course, we can't make everybody across our health plan healthy. Um, There's choices to be made. There's diseases that we haven't figured out. But they know that MVP is going to be there to do everything they can to make sure they get the appropriate care and look from their, their perspective to help them. You mentioned that you know, people come to you and say, help take care of needs. And, and with my experience from, from insurance and then people turn 65, they're like, hey, I'm on Medicare. I'm on Easy Street. I got everything lined down here. Do, do people come up and say, all right, here's, uh, here's all my needs. Here, here's my medical needs. Here's what's going on to me. And what? I mean, what does that conversation actually look like when someone calls you up and says, hey, I, I need to go on Medicare plan or whatever it is. And by the way, I always tell people that Medicare is a, a government minimum program to see <laughs> what their what their reaction is to that. But yeah, I'm just curious to see what that looks like because most people say, I think I need insurance to go see a doctor. That's wrong. I want insurance. I need. I have to have it even though I'm paying a quarter or a fifth of my income for an average America. The whole thing is geared around those little minute small events that – it's I hate to you know say catastrophic, but it's like the hit by the bus scenarios. People have this fear of just dying outside hospitals because they get turned away because they don't have this mythical insurance plan. So how does that conversation relate, or what do people say when they say, "Hey, MVP, I need some help. This is the kind of program I'm looking for." I think it it starts with that same concept of putting yourself in the seat of the customer and understanding those fears and those concerns. 
And so we have done quite a bit to survey the population to understand what is what is missing. And then in addition to the care guides that work with individuals as they join the plan to help them navigate their clinical needs, we have a series of guides that we call plan guides that work with potential customers as they go through the review process for deciding which plan that they will join and then helping them with that process. So we want to be as close to those potential customers as we can be and give them the information that they need. The goal is to make it easy and simple and even at that very first interaction, try to make sure we understand what their fears might be or their concerns and see how we can address them. So the plan guys that are working with them on choosing the right plan and seeing if right MVP is the right plan for them, there's a direct route over to the care guides to pick up the ball if there's a need. If, for example, someone's concerned about whether their medication is going to be covered, whether they can see a particular doctor, that information will flow over uh, to the care guide and the care guide will be able to help them. We're talking with Dr. Carl Cameron, MVP Healthcare's Chief Medical Officer. First, a quick message from our sponsor, Freedom HealthWorks. If you're struggling to convert interested people into members of your direct care practice, you are not alone. The top challenge reported in direct care is patient sales. Whether you dread potential patient calls because sales makes you uncomfortable or because you're simply occupied with taking care of people, Freedom has a great solution for you. Freedom HealthWorks' enrollment desk service includes a dedicated patient sales team for your practice across all U.S. time zones, live data measuring your total calls, leads, and conversions, answer rates, and more. Full prospect tracking from first contact through membership so no one ever slips through the cracks. A customized plan that adheres to your practice values. If you dread the anxiety and time commitment of patient sales calls, the enrollment desk might be your answer. Contact Freedom HealthWorks at 317-804-1203 or visit freedomhealthworks.com to chat with a team member or schedule a demo. We're back talking to Dr. Carl Cameron. So, Dr. Cameron, I, I, I am curious, how do your plan members actually choose a physician? Because I've always been very interested in this from a, from a, from a plan standpoint. Are they actually meeting these doctors or are they just saying, oh, here's a nameless, faceless person and a list of names. This person has the closest availability. I'm going to choose them. Yeah. I mean, we would encourage customers to learn as much as they can about the physician that they would select to be their primary care physician and potentially meet with them. We're there to help. That's one of the functions that the care guide can do also to help someone Uh, as they transition to the plan, find the right doctor for them where they can build a relationship. We'd want to give as much information as we could to the customer to to try to help them with that decision. The location, which hospital systems are affiliated with, some of the um, information about that particular practice and and, uh, who covers for them. So they are important decisions. We'd also want to make sure that a customer knew that if they made a decision with that particular physician, 
things weren't clicking, that we would help them navigate and find another physician that would work better with them. So again, I think it all comes from the focus on the customer and trying to look at the situation from their perspective. If a, if a new customer comes and says, hey, I want to do MVP healthcare, but my doctor's not in the network, what does your team tell them? Well, we would probably, again, hopefully not blanketly be rigid and say, well, this is what the rules are, this is it. We would try to understand uh, with them, are there some special circumstances where the doctor that they're seeing needs to continue with them? Or could we find a doctor that we have a relationship with that the patient could transition over to? So we would look at the individual situation and try to help them. Of course, the providers that go through the credentialing process with the health plan, there's that extra review sort of stamp of their qualifications and their abilities and our ability to help the physician more and and make sure the standards of care are being followed. When someone goes out of network, we don't have that same amount, we don't have that same relationship with an out-of-network provider. So if we can find a, a participating provider that has gone through the process and we, you know, they're they're on our panel, then that probably would be ideal. But it, it's not an absolute rule. It would be something, again, is there a special circumstance or is there a special reason that this patient needs the out-of-network physician or provider? We, we would look at that, and the decision should be focused on what really is best for the patient. Do physicians enjoy working with your plan? MVP has had really positive provider satisfaction results on our, on our surveys. I think the approach that we take with customers, it's a similar approach with providers and with physicians. You know, trying to listen to see from their perspective what their challenges are. And I realize that at times the health plan and the providers are not perfectly aligned. I think sometimes those things that we're not aligned on, they take over the story. And if we work in with physicians, providers really go back to what the common ground is. You know, when I think about it, 95, maybe it's 99% of the people that have gone into healthcare and gone into medicine, they've done it to help people. So I believe in the providers and the physicians in New York and in Vermont, they, they want to do the right thing. But we get distracted on these things that there may be, you know, whether it's reimbursement or it's this or it's the rules. And where we have that common ground that should take over is really what's best for the patient, what's best for the customer. So if we can start there, then we can really build on it. And just like we want to with our customers, build that trusting relationship. So that's that's what we try to do. Is it perfect? No. Um, you know, when you have tens of thousands of providers in your network that you're working with, you're going to be challenged by some relationships. But I think if your motivations are, are positive and you're trying to do the right thing, you'll work through those issues. And, and I think MVP has done a great job. You know, we have very strong relationships across our network with the partnership that we have with UVM 
Health Network. It's just been it's been great to work closer with them because you could really see those frictions that you might see in other relationships when you can work together and you realize it from the customer from the patient perspective when you're working together you're much much better together than you can be working alone in improving care and well-being it's when you can get feedback from providers and and care about you know what medications are covered in your formulary and what is might be the best or when the physician or the provider caring for the patient they understand the impact on the premium and how much that could affect the patient. So they make the right decisions for the patient so they can get the best care possible at a reasonable price. And, and they put into the factors the, the co-pays, uh, the co-insurance that the patient might have. So I think we're, we're much better together than we are uh, apart and again, I think this is something that we've wanted in healthcare for many, many years. And sometimes it just takes some time. I think over the last couple of years with MVP and what we've been doing and what we've been trying to do, we're making great inroads both on the customer side and on the provider side. Now, you said that you guys do a lot of, of provider feedback, physician feedback surveys, and they tell you about the challenges. They tell you what's going wrong. Can you shed some light on those? Um, uh, just be general. What kind of feedback you're getting, both positive and negative? Yes, we've we've done surveys of providers to try to understand from their perspective what are their greatest challenges and, and what could the health plan do to um, help them. One of the things that stands out to me when I looked at the data is pretty significantly physicians do not want to per- be perceived as greedy. And there's a sense that, yes, physician and providers, all they're in it for is the money. And I think, you know, the health plans struggle with that, too, because that's sometimes the perception of health plans. Well, they get headlines when they get, you know, billion-dollar profits out there. <laughs> that's an easy one for people to zoom in on. Not the whole story. I understand that. And, and so I think with that, as is, is we're, you know, talking on the fringes away from that common ground of patient care, we have to be careful that those things don't, you know, don't take over. In general, you know, the providers are, are not greedy. They're caring and they're dedicating their life to, to helping patients, helping people in need, and we should support that. I think also physicians want to understand the the rules of different health plans and make them simpler. They want to focus on the clinical aspects of care that will make a difference in their patients' lives. They want to focus on that. And so, you know, what what I would like to do, and this is the direction MVP is going, is shift the dynamic because I think right now many providers view health plans as one of two things. They think of health plans as a reimbursement mechanism, and they also think of health plans as a barrier to care. You're creating administrative hassle. I would agree with that based on my experience, yeah. But if we could change that dynamic so that instead a health plan was considered a resource for a physician to actually overcome the challenges that they have with providing care, 
we would definitely be on the on the road to success if we were able to do that. So in other words, similar to who does a patient call when they have or a customer call when they have a problem with their health and their health care, I'd like them to call MVP. For a provider that's having a challenge with their practice and there's something that's keeping them from providing the ideal care to their patients, I would like them to see MVP as a resource to overcome that barrier. Instead of saying, the best thing that a health plan can do, and I think all the health plans are the same, just get out of my way. Instead, see that, you know, at MVP, there's 1,700 people that are working to help and advocate for the customer. And that's a resource that physicians could use, tap into, because they're trying to help the customer. And so what are the barriers that they're having? How can MVP help them in their day-to-day work? That's what I would like. I, I want to be clear on something. So when you said I'd I'd like for the you know the consumer to call MVP, are you saying that you know when somebody is sick, I want them to call MVP and say, hey, how do I get better, or who should I go see? Or are you saying when somebody says, hey, my doctor just referred me to get my knee scoped, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, help me. Which, which avenue are you talking about there? Yeah, I, not in an urgent, not in, in an urgent situation or where something is is pressing. The primary, I'd want them to get in contact with their care provider as soon as possible. But for the complexity of care, for resources in order for them to understand their conditions and their care and to improve their health literacy, I think organizations like MVP can help. And that as someone is is navigating and making some of those difficult choices with what direction they need to go in their health and their health care, that MVP would be a resource for them to reach out to. And our care managers, our care guide, we could help navigate and we could, not in isolation, it's working with their physicians and their providers, but make sure they get the information they need. So one of the things that we found from some of our surveys looking at the data is that when patients have a new diagnosis, whether that's diabetes, whether that's heart disease, they're barraged by a lot of information in the physician office. And sometimes they do not understand everything that went on there. And through some of those transitions in care, we want to be there to, to help them and help the physicians. So it's it's difficult with physician with their limited time in order to be able to provide all that support and we want we want to be there for them when they need us. And time is always the key word we hear time every time. And you yourself as a physician, I you know, I'm listening to this and, and my understanding of, of navigators and care guides are very necessary at this point in time because most physicians have given up that responsibility to actually take the time with patients to educate them and talk to them like they're adults and then follow up on the care and build that relationship. So it's interesting how many ancillary industries, in my view, have grown and blossomed because physicians are giving that up because visits are going from an hour to 30 to 15 and now, you know, seven or eight minutes. And it's just like, guys, what are we doing? What are we doing as a, as a, uh, as a, as a profession? Yeah, and um, there are 
there definitely are challenges there. I think physicians and the offices are so close to the patient and they have that a lot of that trust. So they are in an excellent position to help patients, to help their patients, help their customers. But when I look at it, again, it all goes back to the customer perspective and what the responsibilities are for the health plan. So there are customers, we have a commitment and a promise to them to make sure they get what they need. So there may be some physicians or maybe some health systems that are able to give the patient all they need during those visits or have some ancillary services that provide that. That's great. We want to support that. We want to make sure that happens. There's others that might not have those capabilities. MVP needs to step in and ultimately make sure all our customers get the level of care that they need. So again, it's all of us working together and trying to focus on the things that we have in common, trying to minimize those things and hopefully eliminate those things that might distract us from that to make sure that it gets done, again, from the customer's perspective. Yeah, and whether physicians have vacated that responsibility due to not wanting to do it, due to their employers, or due to some type of reimbursement model, I'm glad you guys are there and somebody is there to help those people out there. Dr. Carl Cameron, Chief Medical Officer of MVP Healthcare. Dr. Cameron, I want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Healthcare Americana. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for this episode of Healthcare Americana. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out online at healthcareamericana.com to catch previous episodes. Subscribe to our mailing list, leave us a note, and visit our online store. Once again, I am your host, Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all our episodes, visit the shop, and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro and managed by Melissa Turpin. Healthcare Americana is brought to you by Freedom HealthWorks and Freedom Doc. If you've been struggling to get the care you need and the access you want, it's time to join your local Freedom Doc. Visit freedomdoc.care to find the practice location nearest you. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.